It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a weekly look at life in the city, hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. We are going to discover this week there's so much more to metrics than just coffee. We've hosted uh, a full wedding, we've had a proposal, we've had christenings. We've had a funeral. And we talk to the people who keep the city centre alive. We hope we can ride this tide of commercial success and be around for the next five years to do even more. This is just the start. Halloween half term, eh? How are you surviving? Well, okay, so everything was going fine until this morning. Now, do I look tired? You do look a little tired. Yeah, because last night my eight-year-old daughter tried on a costume that she needed to wear today for Halloween and it didn't fit. So, this was at bedtime last (laughs) night. So this morning at half past seven, we got up and we went scouring Sainsbury's, Marks and Spencer's, B&M, The Range, Tesco, everywhere we went this morning. She had to be in this costume and dressed and ready and makeup and all the rest of it by 10 o'clock. So half past seven this morning, we started trawling. Supermarkets. Now, this happens when all the kids go back to school, right? All of a sudden you realise that they've grown out of their stuff. And sometimes when you get to the shop, you realise they haven't got the right size. All of these shops had no Halloween costumes left. I mean, literally nothing. Unless she was, I don't know, between three and six months. She was never (laughs) going to fit in anything. So in the end, we got something from B&M. It was a black swan. Now, it said eight to ten. That's not the age. That's the size. That's the woman's <laughs> size. And I was like, right, well, it's the only thing that we can find. So I might have to put a stitch in it. I might have to sew you into it. We might have to put a belt round it. But I'm going to make it work. And I said, and you'll be able to wear that for the next 15 years as well. <laughs> you'll grow into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're about 18. <laughs> Well, I ended up having a Greg's breakfast. I was that stressed out. Well, there you go. (laughs) But it's been all consuming the Halloween. We've had our decorations up at home for two weeks. I don't have my Christmas decorations up for that long. We've had Halloween decorations up and then it's not Halloween until we go to Poulton's Park. They do Halloween so well there. There's 8,000, something like 8,000 pumpkins around the park they have talking characters they have a talking pumpkin who is live who talks to the children and sort of tells them jokes it's it's just brilliant and there's so many chances to have great photos there of course they open it until a bit later in halloween half term because then you can go on all of the roller coasters in the dark which is just it's what makes halloween for me and the storm chaser you know the new roller coaster it's the first halloween it's been open going on that in the dark i mean it's bad enough in the light but in the dark oh i think i'd probably be better in the dark because at least you don't have any landmarks or anything to kind of make (laughs) you feel like you're being no it's like closing your eyes on a ride don't do it don't do it it's awful um and then i realized yesterday that i know she's eight years old but I'm starting to become surplus to requirement. So she took a friend along and 
I sat on my own every ride. Every ride there was only two seats. They'd go together and I'd have to go on my own. And I'm like, yeah, well, I've got nobody to hold my hand. Oh. You two all right. I'm scared. <laughs> Do you know what? That's frightening that she's only eight. I know. I'd have put another two years on that just from how she is when I see her. Um, and then the other thing that we've done for Halloween, and it was so brilliant. If you've got along to Sunnyfields this year, well done, you guys. They are extraordinary at Halloween. All I've seen on my social media in the last week are people at Sunnyfields having the Insta picture outside the pumpkin pyramid. Oh my gosh, it's so brilliant. And they've built all of these scenes and we spent, we, like we went to pick a pumpkin. We spent four hours there. Wow. There's so much to see and there's a walkway and then you go and, and the pumpkin fields look brilliant. And, oh yeah, it was fab. So I discovered this week... Mm -hmm. Pumpkin seeds yes. are fantastic toasted. Are they? Yeah. So for Would you years, put them in the toaster? No. You have to do a little bit more work to them than just that. Oh, for no. Years, and now we're talking cooking, no, aren't no, we? No, no, not really. So for years, I've scraped them all out whenever I've yeah. carved a pumpkin. They've all gone on a piece of newspaper and in the bin. What you need to do, take the seeds, put them in a massive bowl full of water. Yeah. All the pulp from the pumpkin sinks. All the seeds float to the surface. Then okay. you scrape the seeds out, dry them off in a tea towel, stick them in the oven on a roasting tray right. with a little bit of salt and some oil. Right. Roast them for 15 minutes at 170. They are fantastic. Are they? They're also really healthy. Yeah, see, look, lots of this puts me off. Healthy, cooking, all of that stuff. Okay, Mrs. Greg's breakfast. Maybe, uh, I, yeah, am, exactly. maybe I am talking to the wrong person about it. But I was just excited that I'd found something well I could done. do with them instead of throwing them in the bin. Exactly right. Yeah, well, great. Good for you. Well, well done. Enjoy your pumpkin seeds. Oh, yeah, that's all I'm going to be it's living It's not my off. birthday present, is it? No, it's not your birthday present. Although your birthday present is pumpkin coloured. Oh, is it? All yeah. oh, right. Oh, well, I'm... I'm I'm excited for this. For the record, I was supposed to bring Zoe's birthday present today, <laughs> but because I got the time wrong, it's still at home, but she'll get it next week. Don't matter. Don't matter. It's orange. That's all you need oh, to know. Oh, well, I'm excited. It just elongates. It just extends my birthday time. So that's <laughs> great. It's time for our first guest. And this week on the So So Show, we're going to discover there is so much more to metrics than just coffee. As Zoe chatted to Spencer Bowman. Mr. Metrics. Yeah, so I'm I'm Mr. Metrics, uh, great grandson. So I founded Metrics eight years ago and named it after my great grandparents, George and Margaret Metric, uh, and my grandma, uh, Brenda Metric. So, uh, so yeah, I've ended up with a surname Bowman, but um, Metric is my family name. So tell us the sort of ethos, the thinking behind Metrics. So I was a really frustrated coffee consumer eight years ago in Southampton. I couldn't find anywhere to have a decent cup of coffee. Um, having travelled around uh, New Zealand, uh, studied out in Singapore for a while, lived in Edinburgh and London. There were loads of really good speciality uh, coffee places, but you came back to Southampton, which is where I've kind of grown up and where I was living at the time. And I had an option of one of the chains, so Starbucks or Costa or Greasy Spoon Cafe, and nowhere that was dedicated to really good quality coffee. But what I'd also noticed when I'd been going around was how I felt sat in some of these speciality coffee places really differed. So some places I was having an amazing tasting cup of coffee and it felt like I was truly welcome there and they wanted me to come back even if I was a complete stranger. Um, and in other places, the baristas really made you feel um, like you were not welcome. They felt a little bit pretentious and a little bit out of um, out of the reach of a normal person. So, Like a coffee snob. Like a coffee snob. Exactly like a coffee snob. Um, and so I guess by calling the place after my grandparents, I really wanted to instill in the building uh, that we opened um, that feeling of it being my grandma's living room, um, where my gran actually could come, and she does, enjoy a cappuccino and feel just as welcome as somebody who wanted to come and have a V60 filter coffee 
um, and get a little bit snobby about it as well. <laughs> Coffee snobs still welcome, yeah. right? But families as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had meetings in Metrics. I've taken my family. I've taken my my eight-year-old daughter to Metrics. My friends. We go for brunch. I've had dates in Metrics. This is just sort of open for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've hosted uh, a full wedding. We've had a proposal. We've had christenings. We've had a funeral. We have had numerous dates, some of which have gone well, some of which have maybe gone less well. We've had, definitely had some breakups. We've had students studying. We've definitely had some breakups. <laughs> well, you've home. seen these go on. We've seen them, yeah, we've seen them go on. I mean, life, kind of the whole of this city's life happens in here. You know, yeah. you can look around the place sometimes and there'll be the leader of the city council in the corner having a conversation with the chief exec, whilst a couple of students are having a bit of a bicker in the corner. And you've got. <laughs> and there's take, a breakup. And there's a breakup. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a kid taking its first kind of few steps. In fact, we got called Southampton living room and we've kind of adopted that as a bit of our unofficial tagline because literally Southampton's living takes place within these walls from first thing in the morning all the way through to late at night so and weren't you telling me that that at some point you used to be sort of not involved in somebody's dates but just in case they went a little bit wrong what would happen back in our early old town days we had a deal with a guy who had all of his first dates at metrics and uh, I mean how many was he having he's lot. got a deal with you he was doing a few a week I mean it was good business we would only just just opened and we were we were trying to build a bit of a regular clientele but um but yeah he was doing it he was doing a few a week and if they went well then he'd just smile and I'd leave him be and if, if they weren't going so well he had a little uh, gesture and he'd, I'd come over and start a conversation he'd use me coming over for a conversation as a reason to then leave so just remember that right if you're on a first date you can go to metrics give them the deal beforehand and then <laughs> these are very exciting times for you because there's there's a couple of new projects where we've got Met Jam running on a Sunday night now and then the roasting as well so tell us all about that it's been a really challenging 18 months probably well publicized challenging 18 months for everybody and so you know it, it, we have essentially gone through a couple of phases one was to make sure that we survived and we're still here today which we are thank goodness and we're really busy so a big thank you to all of our kind of regular customers for keeping us ticking along but what it's given us is lots of opportunities now for the future and that's very much what we're focused on so yeah metrics guild hall we're going to focus on doing a lot more live music which is what we used to do we're right in the middle of the city's cultural quarter we're surrounded by lots of other stuff going on so sunday night met jam which is basically a lot of the city's best musicians come together just to jam but their messing around sounds absolutely incredible we've just agreed our first uh, thursday night jazz sessions so that's going to kick off on the 4th of november that's hopefully going to be a weekly uh, jam night run by the university of southampton's jazz uh, society and then friday evening starting from the 5th is going to be a world music dj uh, vinyl night uh, starting at 7 till 11 as well so metrics guildhall is going to be very much plugged into the cultural creative art of the city again in a musical way and then the other big one that we are just on the on the verge of uh, finalizing is our project to roast coffee in Southampton so from the very earliest days I'd hoped that we would be able to uh, to roast and source our own coffee right here there's not many uh, coffee roasters in the city a uh, city of Southampton size or comparable city of Southampton size you'd see little coffee roasters all over the place Southampton just hasn't quite got that same level of connection to the to the raw ingredient and so we are by the end of November hopefully going to be roasting our own coffee over in Wollstone on a five kilogram uh, probat roaster we've just secured 4,000 kilograms of green uh, coffee from Brazil wow. um, which will be exclusive to metrics so the metrics Brazil coffee that you'll be drinking from early December hopefully um, will be yeah exclusive in the UK so very exciting times um, lots going on and I've got to say congratulations on the breakfast wrap it is my favorite brunch ever what is it chorizo seaweed 
sriracha sauce on a wrap with some bacon, some egg. Like I could just <laughs> reel it off, right? And you're dribbling already. What's your favourite, Spencer? I'm actually quite a simple guy in terms of breakfast. I really, really like a full English. And by design, I think it's one of the best in the city because it's probably what I have two or three times a week, which I then com- kind of combine with a with a smoothie to make sure that it's got at least a little a, a little yeah, bit of some. It's got to be green somewhere, right? We do have an amazing green smoothie actually, which tastes very good. So, um, so yeah, I'm a full English breakfast kind of guy, I'm afraid. Spencer Bowman, Mr. Metrics, talking about the variety of things they've got going on at Metrics. I love the idea of it being a live music venue. Yes. It so works, you know. What do they call it? Met Jam. Yeah, it's a great um, idea. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and the city's been missing a space like that for quite a while. I think since the yeah. Soul Cellar closed. Uh huh. So this is the weekend that a Southampton landmark is going to disappear. I know. The tower at Forley is going down. What are they going to do? Like take it down brick by brick? No, they're blowing it up. Oh my god! But I thought it was all going to go down in one go. Yeah. But according to Mickey the Blowtorch who's got the chip van down on Western Shore. Yeah. His name's Michael, but he always uses his blowtorch on the cheese on top of the chips. That's how he got the name. Don't worry, he's not, he's not mafioso. Mickey the blowtorch. Mickey the blowtorch. Anyway, according to Michael, uh, they're doing the top bit first and then the rest of it's going afterwards. So is it going to be a bit of a... Oh, no, I think that what they're hoping is that um, people will hear the first bang for the yeah. top bit at five yeah. in the morning and think they've overslept. Okay. And then they won't turn up <laughs> to watch the main bit come down. And of course there's... Why ad- are they doing the top bit at five in the morning? I Everybody's going to be like, what the hell was that? Do I look like a structural engineer? I'm sure they've got a very good reason why they're going to take the little top bit down yeah. first. Added confusion. We've got the clocks going back an hour this weekend as well. Oh, yes. Do we so gain an hour or lose an you hour? You gain an hour. Hopefully okay. you've got Lois on a sleepover so you can really max out the benefit of it. No? I doubt that very much. Can you imagine if the guy who's supposed to be pushing the plunger and blowing it up oversleeps because <laughs> he gets confused about the clocks changing? And he's supposed to be there at five anyway. Yeah, for the first bit. Um, something that might be able to take over. At Marwell Zoo, they have come up with a brand new way of creating renewable energy. Oh, fantastic. It's called Zoo Poo. Okay. Basically, when they're cleaning out the animals, they collect all the dung. That's the only word that I can say. Yeah. Right, they collect all the dung and they put it in like a like a, a, an oven thing and they make bricks. And that is what fires up all of the hot water. It doesn't go in the hot water. It's just... Do yeah. you remember that episode of The Good Life where Tom and Barbara tried to build some kind of generator that was fueled by chicken poo. No. <laughs> it's kind of like that then. So they build bricks out of the animal dung. Yeah. And then the animal dung bricks are burnt, which heats the water, which generates yes. the power. Yes. Interesting. It's very good, isn't it? Yeah. I hope that it doesn't come to homes soon. <laughs> and I'm, we've only got a hamster. I mean, it wouldn't heat a kettle, <laughs> would it? <laughs> you won't get a lot of kilojoules out of that. No, not much. But climatology is quite a thing at the moment, isn't it? With um, people looking at ways of adapting their lifestyle and making a change of things. I read today that next year, one of the big food trends, they think, will be potato milk. What? Potato milk. What is that? Well, you have oat milk and you have pea milk and you have almond milk. Next year, they reckon the big trend will be milk made from potatoes. I mean, give over. Oh, you wouldn't want that, would you? Well, I don't know. It might I taste hate the really stuff nice. that when you've peeled some potatoes and all the starch and everything gets on your hands. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's slimy, horrible stuff. I mean, it might be really nice. It might be. 
I think it probably won't be. I think it won't be either. <laughs> Don't they make vodka from potatoes, though? Yeah. Well? A better use of potatoes than anything else. I mean, crisps and vodka. There's your top two <laughs> potato uses. Yeah, you're happy with potatoes being used for moonshine, yeah. but, but not milk. <laughs> Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, well, thank you for starters. But secondly, you'll know the name Giles Semper. Giles is involved in Go Southampton, which do many, many things for the city and the traders in it. Zoe caught up with Giles in the week to find out a bit more. It's a not-for-profit company owned, led, funded by about 600 businesses in the centre of Southampton, and it's dedicated to making Southampton a better place to do business. So you're sort of bringing everybody together and then sort of making it a better place to be and bring people into these businesses. Yes, essentially, yeah. Yeah. And you're going through something at the moment. There's a ballot going on, isn't there? Yes, that's right. So we are what's called a business improvement district or a BID, and there's more than 300 of these around the country. And every five years, we have to go back to our members and ask them if they want us to keep working for another five years. So that's what we're doing at the moment. Nearly 600 businesses have a vote. Uh, It's a postal ballot. And really, we're out talking to them at the moment, hearing what their issues are, trying to help and encouraging them to support us in that ballot. I've got to say, I think that you've done a great job. I was in town for Reclaim. The Reclaim Festival was amazing thank you (laughs) (laughs) so that but that's one of the arms of the things that you do so there's there's reclaim that brought loads of people into the city with lots of music and sports and art going on there's the so card as well tell us about that yeah the um so card's quite a recent thing we launched it back in in may time it's a free card anybody can have one and it just entitles you to a range of discounts and special offers from, at the moment, about 50 businesses in the city centre. It's been hugely popular. And if if you can't get hold of the paper version of the card, then just download it from visitsouthampton.co.uk, and that's just as valid. Um, Yeah, it's really taken off. We've been delighted with it. And that's to get, you know, uh, money off afternoon tea, or there might be, like, I don't know, you get an extra a bowl of chips or you know something like that I, right I can see what you're going to be using your car for <laughs> but actually I the same I've, I've had more than one of the afternoon teas at the uh, Dolphin and, uh, and that is a fantastic offer so yeah I definitely recommend it and there's a big push at the moment for Southampton's social life so people think social yeah. life is sort of going out in the evenings on a Saturday or whatever actually Actually, there's loads going on, lunch times or Sunday afternoons. There's always something happening, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, it has a 24-hour offering seven days a week. There's no question about that. You, we were just hearing one from all our football counters that um, foot traffic in the kind of nighttime area is 
the north of city centre is about the same at six o'clock as it is at midnight, which is amazing. Wow. It gives an idea how people have returned to the nighttime evening and nighttime economy. But nevertheless, we're actually just about to launch a bit of a marketing campaign on that, just remind people what they've missed during the pandemic. Some people clearly know what they've missed and are coming back, <laughs> but I think some are more, some people are more reluctant to do that. But, you know, we basically want to say there's some fantastic evening and nighttime businesses and, and they need your support after the, after the time they've had and uh, come on down and have a great time. Well, you won't find anybody more enthusiastic about social life than me. So, no. <laughs> I'm we, very we, much supporting them. I'm not sure if we're quite up to the 5am shift. <laughs> so if, uh, otherwise, yeah, we know we can rely on your support. <laughs> yeah. What do you say to anyone that's got one of these ballot papers? So, yes, we think the city centre has changed for the better in the last five years significantly. We yeah. think there are more opportunities for businesses. We're seeing a real powerful return of customers in the city centre. A lot of our members doing really, really well at the moment. So we hope we can ride this tide of commercial success and get a positive ballot result and be around for the next five years to do even more. This is just the start. So, yeah, please vote yes if you're looking at one of the yellow ballot papers at the moment. So you may have heard the words Go Southampton. You may have read them written down somewhere. Now you know exactly what Giles and the rest of the team do. Yeah, they're so good. And look, they're right behind this city. They love Southampton. They love all of the events. And, you know, they're doing so much great stuff. And with the City of Culture bid coming up, Uh we really need them to still be around. Exactly right. So get those ballot papers in. I went to the theatre this week. What? It was the first time I've been to the theatre since we came out of all the lockdown restrictions. Did you have a tear as you walked into the stalls? I did notice that something was different. I couldn't put my finger on it. I think maybe they've changed the bits at the end of the seats. Okay. But anyway, I went to see Magic Goes Wrong. Okay. It was hilarious. Really? Yeah, really, really I've only just come on to these things, Magic Goes Wrong shows. It's a whole series of productions about things going wrong, basically. Very, very slick. Very funny. Okay. And, um, yeah, a lot of people were laughing out loud. And and, and that actually goes back to the conversation that we had with Craig Revel Horwood about Panto and about the fact that when things go wrong, the audience love it. But they've built a show purely based around that especially the bit where they cut the woman in half oh (laughs) i'll just leave that that there just imagine okay i'll leave that there but it's worth catching at the mayflower if you're able to get there before it finishes its run yes now i saw a crime now this is a little bit serious right okay so i saw a crime this week i was in asda i was perusing the bananas at the front of the store right beside the front entrance this is asda in west end and right beside there is where the cigarette counter is and the lottery and all of that stuff and the staff at asda had just pulled over a load of storage boxes towards the cigarette kiosk And with that, two blokes with their hoodies tied very, very tight around their faces, they ran in and took a box each and went straight out the door. And we were like, oh, my God. Anyway, they thought they were taking away big boxes of thousands of pounds worth of cigarettes. 
it was books. <laughs> it was books. And I would love just to have had a camera inside that box when they open it up and it's 40 Thomas the Tank Engine books. <laughs> I mean, how much are you going to get for them on the black market? Well, they must have been planning that for some time. Right. At any they must point have been now, just looking. Yeah, at any point now they're going to replenish the cigarettes and when they do we can just go hoodie on, in, out, grab, yeah, run. Yeah. They must have known the second they picked them up that right. it wasn't cigarettes from the weight. I don't know. I don't know. know. Imagine being the criminal that steals them and then they don't get away (laughs) and you get caught and you think that you've stolen cigarettes and then someone, you know, just says, oh, it's a crate full of Nigella books. Yeah. They're great for Christmas, though, aren't they? <laughs> but just not as lucrative as cigarettes. No, exactly. Right then, let's get some what's-ons with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. November the 5th, Hang a Farm. It's the Fleetwood Mac songbook. you quite like that, wouldn't you? I don't mind a bit of Fleetwood Mac. Yes, he's in there, look. Uh, Peter Pan is on at the Berry Theatre, November the 6th. Jack Savaretti is at the Brook, November 23rd. Russell Kane, this is a brand new added date. St Mary's Stadium, November the 4th. Get oh, in wow. there quick because the tickets are flying out. At the end of November, there's a question of sport live at the Mayflower Theatre on the 30th of November, that one is. And then fireworks. This is the biggie, isn't it? Right. Everybody goes out for the fireworks. On the 5th, we have fireworks at the Aegeus Bowl. That's always immense. Mm. Uh, they're in Eastleigh, Netley, Showling, Hedgeend, Hamble, Bitten, and Ride on the 5th. On the 7th, you've got them in Forley and Totten. And then on the 13th, they've got a fair as well, but there's fireworks on in Hedgeend at Greta Park. Hedgeend is the place for fireworks this year. Clearly, it? two displays. I know, they're going we for it. We could have had a third if they hadn't built that bandstand. <laughs> But less said about that, the better. Yes. So lots going on. And as ever, we'll keep you posted with stuff on our socials. You'll find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on the Gram. Yes. We're on uh, YouTube as well. Yes, we are. Yeah, you can find us all over the place. And if you come across something that you think that we should be talking about or something that you want a bit of promotion for that's on around Southampton, then give us a shout on our socials. We're always there. And add us to your email list if you send out press releases about stuff like that as well. Yes. It's really cool for us as well to be able to get that information in advance. Yeah, we need to know these things so we can pass it on to you. Absolutely. Well, listen, have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 